The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Sizzle of Disdain. Hi, I'm your host, Carrie. How are you? Me and my friends usually gather in my basement, where I am sitting right now, to record every new episode. But, you know, because the world is really weird right now, um, (laughs) we're using technology to uh, all be in our own respective basements and bunkers and um, recording it that way. I hope that this isn't too much trouble for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. My computer apparently is the worst one of the bunch, so that's got to be remedied this week. But uh, we're, we're doing our best. We're making this show available to you for free each and every week. And of course, there's our Patreon content as well. If you need a little extra during your quarantine, uh, it's patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast. We'll talk more about that coming up in a moment. Uh, but I want to thank our sponsors for making this uh, episode free to you each and every week. And uh, they're out there doing their best to help you get through all this uh dr volt's comic connection of course Uh, until further notice back issues are all 20 percent off every day hold service is free and with that you get a 10 percent discount on all of your purchases of 20 dollars or more and the previews catalog for free 2043 east 3300 south in salt lake dave will do uh curbside for you uh, or he will mail you your comics which is what he's doing for me so uh thank you uh dave at dr volt's also haster games helping to bring this episode to you uh, each and every week. Haster Games, locally owned and operated. They are at 6831 South States. They are open. uh, Well, their hours are are different now. You may want to call them, and the reason you may want to call Haster Games and talk to them is uh, you can get your stuff online. Go to hastergames.com to shop and buy your games. Call them when you get to the store, and someone will bring it out to your vehicle safe and convenient. Even though the store is open, that's entirely up to you. So, Haster Games, 6831 South State is where you go. Go say hi to Cthulhu Bob for me. All right, let's get this thing going. Uh, It is Sizzle of Disdain, a brand new episode in quarantine. Please to enjoy. And we are not, well, we're all in our own respective basements. We're not in mine. Yeah. Spiritually. Spiritually, we're all in the same basement together. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the laundry room. <laughs> That's a kick-ass laundry room. Well, the laundry room starts right there at the door. Over, okay. Over here, this is my office. So. Ah. Uh-huh. That's you got the rocket. You got the Check. miniatures. Demarcation. Yeah. yeah. It's a laundry office. Wall. Right. The the office. The office. The office. The laundry. The Nah, I just, I'll just call it the Law Office of Lee George Cade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here at the Law Office of Lee George Cade. Uh, anyway, thank you for, uh, for joining us, and thank you for, uh, again, listening to this podcast. And uh, because of technology, we're able to do this all from our respective homes. And everybody's here, and we've got the Zoom thing going so we can see each other. And uh, thank you for listening to this free podcast. And especially thank you to those who have stuck with us for Patreon. Um, I've been talking to a couple of uh, different podcasters who have Patreon accounts, and 
they've all noticed drops in their subscriptions, and that's understandable. And uh, we understand the ones, yeah, the ones of you who have dropped out. We get it. We totally get it. We still love we'll, you. Yeah, we'll be here when you get back. <laughs> You're still a good person. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. We get yeah, it. We get it. No, so I mean, Patri- that yeah. that $3.50, that's like a whole thing of ramen at Costco. Exactly. Right. I need yeah. my tree fitted. <laughs> so uh, patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast if you can. Uh, we got more stuff coming. Uh, Jay's dropping things on there. Tony threw some stuff there. and uh, I'm going to be doing something a little different coming up this week. Fedora Fashion Show! Fedora I, I Fashion actually, Show! I actually a, had it's a... It's not a, a video, I'll say that. Oh, yeah, I, I'll be doing an audio segment here because I finally found a show that helped me understand why Netflix has been so frustrating for me. Hmm. And it's right. seriously South Park, Doom Patrol, <laughs> Doom Patrol. Uh, you Doom just Patrol. finally started watching Doom Patrol. I just finished Doom Patrol and oh, I went, oh, 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 oh. There's a whole Patreon segment there because when yeah. I compare Doom Patrol to some shows on Netflix. Uh, 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 Oh, cut it out, Frost. <laughs> take, a, take a drink. He didn't yeah, say seriously. budget. He didn't say budget, but he meant it. I, mm. it Is it when he says budget or when he implies budget? It's, it's when he implies it. Anytime Lee talks about Netflix, it always just has that sizzle of disdain. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be the name of the episode. Yes. Sizzle, sizzle of disdain. disdain. I know. That, that, that was like my stripper whisper. name. Sizzle of disdain. Sizzle of disdain. <laughs> yeah, I used to, when I used to do pole work at uh, at the office, that was the strip club I worked at. I was at the in my super villainy days. That was yeah. my name. <laughs> Sizzle of disdain. <laughs> he has a stripper name. He's Lee George Cade. Oh, I have so many. I have a little black book of them, but they're all mine. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Um, seriously, uh, is everybody else leaving their house to work, or am I the only nope. one? Next week I will. Nope. So uh, Utah loosened its restrictions yesterday, and for somebody who has to go to work every day, y'all need to slow the fuck down. Oh, <laughs> shit. The state will be there. I mean, I realize it just opened yesterday, and you're all like the first day of snow where you forgot how to fucking drive in snow. Calm the fuck down. Lowe's will still be there. The Garden Center will still be there. It's not like when Costco ran out of toilet paper. Just slow down. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the other people. It's not The Walking Dead. It could be if you don't slow the fuck down. I think they're I just think, getting uh, ready for Fury Road, frankly. I think that's yeah. what they're doing. I, I think that everybody that's running out to these shitty bars that opened up, uh, yeah. should, they should all be required not only to wear a mask, they should make, they should make them wear a red shirt. I want to pay six dollars for a shot in public, like the forefathers meant. Well, right. fuck that. One, I'm not going to go out. Like I'm staying in till at least June. You guys, that's it. I, you know? I probably am too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm making like I, I I won't be able to get drunk at a bar anymore because the way I make a drink, yeah, fuck it, it'll take the paint off your fucking walls. You know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what no, is this? Ain't no ounce and a half gonna help there. Fuck yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I put it. I put it in mixer just to flavor it. <laughs> he puts in mixer just to flavor his paint uh, thinner. He's Shannon Barnson. Lysol will strip paint too. <laughs> That's. Wait, what is this? Welcome to day whatever of the endless fucking bummer. Uh, no, I I have a. I'm so I have fucking a co- sick of this shit. 
I have one of the administrators at my job actually has labeled each week a year, which makes it so much more logical. So we're now leaving week eight or year eight and entering year nine. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just fuck this. I just hate all of this. Has all it right. really been nine weeks? Coming uh, on nine weeks. Only. Yeah. And it yeah. feels like it was so funny. I was, uh, Saw, uh, like on my memories from Facebook, like last week, that it was a year ago. It was only a year ago that we were all watching Infinity War. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I, well, yeah. I've got something about that uh, coming up. Yeah, but only a year. Does it feel like it was only a year ago? <laughs> Much longer. No, like, Much God. Longer. That was the all best, right. too. Her, that was uh, her, the best. Yeah. Her stripper name is Lysol. She's Rebecca Frost. <laughs> What's up? No, my stripper name is Clorox. White? Guys, yeah, the the quarantine has taken all of our ribeye steaks and my comedy. Mm. Oh. I just, yeah, they didn't have any ribeyes. Oh, that, okay. Just, you just got to go to Costco; they'll still have them. You just well, got a vegetarian pity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we that's your stripper a... name is, is is Ruby Red Eye. R- Rip, Ruby no, Red Eye. Yeah. No, no, that's no. different. No, that's yeah. Mm-mm. His stripper name is Ruby Red Eye. He's Jay Whitaker. That's no, mine's pink guy. No, mine's Little Black Book. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's up? I don't know. What's up, guys? Uh, hopefully, y'all are doing well and just in in quarantine. Day not or week nine, y'all. Positive vibes. We up in this hole. Shut we up! up this shit. <laughs> We out here winning, you out here winning, getting the game plan going. Follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at It's Jay Whitaker, Full Feather Friends and Full Feather Friday. Keep it going, positive energy. How about let's throw it to my man, Shannon. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you were Seriously? supposed to, you were supposed like- to rap there or something, I think. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, you know, I forgot to tell you, you can check me out. I, it's finally out is uh, Cosmos with Cosmos. Uh, that uh, oh the podcast, that other podcast that you, I did where we just talked about uh, Star Trek for like an hour oh, and a half. Okay. It's pretty fun. Uh, at the helm and putting all of this together magically with technology, I can't tell the difference between magic and technology when it comes to this. It's uh, our producer and designated driver of the program, Quad T, Too Tall Tony. That's how you know the technology is really good, is if it where just I feels like Where I come from, like they magic. are one and the same. They are one and the same. Uh <laughs> I gotta share this. My uh, uncle read it to me last night while we were playing uh, Borderlands Three. It's called Schrodinger's Virus. Have you guys seen mm. this meme? No, no. So y'all, y- y'all know what Schrodinger's cat is, right? Yes. Ex- explain it just in so, case. Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat is if you put a cat in a box with no windows or anything and it, and leave it alone, there's no way to tell if the cat is alive or dead without looking in the box. So it exists in a state of both alive and dead. So what Robert, type of Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey shit is this? What's in the so box? Robert Heinlein wrote a science fiction book called Schrodinger's Cat, and the whole premise is is that if you can harness the power of a cat in a box with no windows, you can travel through time and space. See, it makes total sense. Yeah. So, so Schrodinger's okay. virus. We are all Schrodinger's virus now. As we cannot get tested, we don't know if we have the virus or not. We have to act as if we have the virus so we don't spread it to others. We have to act as if we never oh. had the virus because if we haven't had it, we're not immune. 
Therefore, we both have and don't have the virus. Thus, Schrodinger's virus. Whoa. Yo, wow. I can't wait. I can't wait to get on the space station that you 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 dock at, man. <laughs> now, see, here's the thing. That made sense, unlike it this did. season of Westworld. All right. Oh, oh come on now. Our, our host, Carrie Jackson, dumping oh. on one of my favorite shows. Oh, hot I'm not, takes. I'm not dumping. I'm okay. not dumping. I'm watching. I'm watching it every week, but I just I'm but I'm I'm scratching my head every episode. I'm yeah, like, we're we're gonna do a deep dive, huh? After the season yeah. wraps. So. All right. Uh, Monday through Friday, six to ten, x ninety six dot com. Until for, until further notice, in the basement. So, uh, here's a, here's a project I want to tell you about. Uh, Ridley Scott and his Scott Free Productions, Sir Ridley Sir. Scott, sorry, has acquired the film and television rights to Lawrence Wright's just released novel, The End of October. Here's the story. It concerns the fictional Congolese influenza. Suspected of originating from a lab in China or Russia, as it spreads, Wait a minute. as it spreads like wildfire, uh, killing millions around the world, shutting down economies, schools, airports, and creating massive unemployment. Um, too soon. I, I feel like Who we the lived, fuck wants to watch that movie. We're I feel like that we fucking live that. My, I mean, not I millions, like of, millions of deaths, but well, still. Now here's the twist. Um, the virus fatalities include Supreme Court judges Taylor Swift and Brad Pitt. So, Woo! no, <laughs> not Brad Pitt. I'm not, this you know, is a book, you say? Yes, it is. It's uh, out soon, called the end of October. Yeah, it's definitely too uh, soon. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of too soon, uh, I was watching Fox 13 yesterday, and the Simpsons, the Simpsons comes on at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's that episode where they all get that virus from China. Yep. Oh yeah! I was like, <laughs> from the, I, I was uh, like, what the hell? It was I was just. What is it they order that they all get the virus? Um, uh, a juicer. It's yeah, doctor. Uh, oh yeah. Was it the Osaka flu or something or something? The like Osaka that? flu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, who let that go? You know. Wow. <laughs> Think you may want to re, re take a look at those uh, episodes again. And the, yeah. we hey, we paid a, for a block of syndication, and we're going to use every episode there, in yep. that syndication. There's an entire South Park episode about the Simpsons doing it first, so oh, yeah, I'm not sure. surprised. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Simpsons did it. Uh, let's see. Now um, I'm getting uh, uh, news stories together. Apparently, uh, shipments to comic book stores are going to resume. At the end of this month, yeah, DC oh, has been DC has been leading the way. They found a different distributor than Diamond, and uh, so they've been leading the way. I think you could probably even get some some new DC comics, probably if not this week, next week. There are um, stores that are boycotting that distribution pattern because it's really oh. really hinky. I can't oh. get into the details on it, but uh, our, our buddy at Black Cats had the details on it for the last week. They're they're doing some really crooked shit. So oh, this it, other printer? Yeah. Hmm. No, not the other printer. DC itself. So, oh. yeah. Um, really? I, can't, I don't oh, remember okay. the specifics, so I won't bore you with the specifics. I'll just throw that out there like some Trumpian douchebag. I don't understand <laughs> it. It's just happening. Uh, but uh, Marvel has announced that uh, they will start uh, sending your comics. Uh, I think it's the 27th is what they were saying. And, uh, you know, they'll have 
a list of like not all the titles. They'll have like a list of five on the first week, and then some collections the next week. Basically, I won't be getting Daredevil until June is what this boils down to. But uh, uh, so yeah, you know, check your comic book stores. And again, uh, Dave from Doctor Volts, he's been doing great with curbside and and uh, mailing comics. You just got to really give has. him a call, and and he'll uh, he'll take care of you. Uh, let's see. Oh, and speaking of comics, Comicsology has offer. They are offering now. It says uh, uh, di- uh, Comicsology offering a sixty day free trial to their unlimited service. Uh, so you probably ought to get on this now. Uh, this is a, a great uh, a great time to do it. So uh, yeah, I ha- so I have a Comicsology account um, mm-hmm. mostly because I keep forgetting to cancel it. Uh, but I actually do. That I actually to the do really like it. <laughs> but I so I actually do really like it. It's the only way I've been able to like keep up on some comics or like even you know pay attention to new comics. Um, but if you're uh, participating in Geek Show Book Club, there is a manga version of Lost Stars, and the first volume is available Ooh. on Comicsology. What uh, to borrow? So okay. Let me, let me throw this out here real quick, too. Humblebundle.com is known for their bundles of comics or books or video games for cheap, and much of the proceeds go towards charities. And right now, for the next uh, 14 days, the entire run of The Walking Dead in digital format for $18. Really? Yep. That's actually pretty good deal that's yeah. a that's a crazy good deal <laughs> and the it entire run the entire run of walking dead for 18 wow. bucks or more you can you can you can pay more if you want to to up the charity contribution really damn that's great that's, that's a, a damn good deal yep that is all right uh let's see now of course uh, this episode i believe is being released on uh, may the 4th is that right tony yes that is correct so uh, star wars day just so you know. And that's when on Disney Plus. Oh, speaking of Disney Plus, before I get to this, uh, I'm watching this. Someone recommended, I think it was Jeremiah recommended, that I watch the show called Prop Culture. Hmm. It's on the Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, I've been seeing that. And Everyone's been like, you got to watch Prop Culture. It's pretty interesting. It's this guy who's this collector of props. He's a big dude. And uh, he picks a movie uh, that meant a lot to him, and he explores where the props are now uh okay. what happens to them uh you know are what kind of shape are they in and and he finds these you know actors who played the parts and you know like he, he did a tron episode and so he, he found uh tron's a tron costume bruce bruce boxleitner's tron costume and uh, he brought it to bruce boxleitner and said uh, you know let's talk about tron and, and they just kind of geek out about that kind of stuff they did mary poppins uh they've done uh, tron they've done uh uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm stuck in the middle right now of the Nightmare Before Christmas one, Ooh. which is uh, really interesting. And they they get they get a lot. You get a lot of Danny Elfman there, which is good for oh. me because I love Oingo Boingo. But uh, it's it's a it's a fascinating little show. You should you should check it out and uh, do it before Monday, huh? I was yes? gonna say Egg. Egg was down here talking to me about it, saying you got to tell Carrie to watch that show. I'm in it. No, oh, I'm yeah, in it. Yeah. I started last night. That's why I didn't get to watch Clone Wars. So that I'm two episodes behind. Yeah, I gotta catch uh, up. Jeez, no, you need to catch up. Oh my god. I hear it's great. I hear it's really, really good. This so We're the in. the second episode of the season of Mandalore is literally right after Anakin cuts off Dooku's head in Revenge of the Sith. 
and this story arc is literally paralleling the events of Revenge of the Sith. So the third episode is towards the end of Revenge of the Sith, and that's why you you were asking why people were harping on Mace Windu. Um, Ahsoka has a conversation with him literally right before his final confrontation with Palpatine. So he's a, he's a little high on the fuck you juice. And, uh, yeah, like it's, it's, it's literally the entirety of Revenge of the Sith from Ahsoka's point of view during the siege of Mandalore. And Mm. well, it's it's the season, it's the season finally on Monday. It's the series finale period. Like it's over after this and it's, it's been actually heartbreaking and (laughs) it's, yeah, like the episodes are half hour. They're not twenty two minutes. So when it's done, it'll be a two hour movie. Okay, and it's been amazing. Like they brought in Ray Park to do Maul's fight choreography. Oh, cool! And yeah, uh, I saw that. It's it's intense and it's good. So it's like the best Clone Wars period ever. Well, and this is and Order sixty six leading up to this. As I watch Clone Wars, I kept thinking to myself, this is kind of tragic because all you know, Captain Rex and all these. Character, well, especially Captain Rex, this character that we know, we know what his fate is. It literally happens in this last episode. Well, mm. and the stormtroopers—they're not just like nameless, faceless characters. No, no, this is so, this is Anakin's yeah. crew. This is Anakin's legion with Ahsoka on Mandalore when Order sixty six happens, and you know these characters. You've known them for seven seasons, and it's, uh, it's wow, it's a okay. gut punch. So not only on uh, on May the fourth do we get that the series finale, we get the the Mandalorian documentary starts to drop then, but we're also getting uh, oh Lee Rise of Skywalker is going to be on Disney Plus on Monday. On I'm almost re- I'm almost ready to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's hard because I enjoyed it when I saw it right, but it was yeah. kind of like it's kind of like a lot of people had with Phantom Menace, where two weeks later they're just kind of going ha, ah. mm. and so I wanted to give myself six months to decompress and flush my brain out and get rid of the problems that I had so that I can go back and just watch it new. Cause I know it's a fun movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't want to be that nerd and I want to love all of the star Wars. So <laughs> maybe I'll, give I'll, it another I think month. You, yeah. <laughs> give it a, give it a chance. Give it another chance. Why not? Give it another yeah. be Okay. It'll be okay, baby. <laughs> oh. Still a good person. I know. That's right. That's my, Hey, that's my motto. You still a good person. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. I've got the uh, I got some uh, first anniversary Endgame stuff for you. Uh, things that the Russo brothers were talking about, secrets from the film, uh, and some uh, new shows that are on your way, and uh, some more uh, pandemic stuff. Real, real quick, <laughs> uh, real quick. You mm. brought up you brought up Russo brothers, so I had to like mention it, man. Extraction. Damn, oh, is, that, is that good? Damn, I gotta you watch. Do oh, it. that's. Now that's, that's the Russo brothers. And it's on Netflix, they right? It, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's I just, Netflix. No, if yeah. you really want to see where those guys cut their teeth, I mean, yeah, they got started on Arrested Development, but yeah. they co-produced Community with Dan Harmon and And holy Happy shit, Endings. Yeah, when that second season of Community starts taking off, so holy good. fuck. They it's, so good. it's it's hands down the second best comedy on television. Have you been rewatching Community too? It's so yeah. good. That <laughs> that ever so little. That and the best <laughs> yeah. comedy in the history of television, Parks and Rec, which we should talk about later. Oh yeah. Oh, that's see. Well, let's let's quickly before before we go to break, let's talk about okay. that special. I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It, it was so good. God. So needed. Yeah. <laughs> it was. No, it was I mean, just nice to. It was just nice to see our friends again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And, and just is it, they have such great chemistry. Mm-hmm. 
Just even on Zoom. Even, even on, on Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's funny because you get you get a you get a reunion between uh, Ron Swanson and another and, character because they happen to be married in real life. So right. you know they oh, but perfect. they explain the social distancing thing so freaking well. They really I do. Mean, they really do. Yeah, like because Andy and April are married. So how how are they not on the same feed? Well, it's it's Andy. <laughs> 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 and and it, uh, it opens uh, it opens beautifully. Yeah, it's just. Oh, yeah. Such a good if show. you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it yet, watch it on demand. That fundraiser I think is good until the fifteenth. It's doing on YouTube too. It's, it's on, on YouTube, YouTube as well. Okay, there yeah. you go. Watch it there. It's, uh, the, it's yeah, uh, you know you know a show is so incredibly well written when they're like, oh okay, let's let's do a reunion episode on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And pull Damn, it off. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all right. Yes. Almost everybody I know totally cried at the end. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they got the idea. There was an article at Vulture where they interviewed a bunch of like TV show writers and how their shows would handle the quarantine. And mm-hmm. uh, Michael Schur was one of them. And I think they kind of took that idea and ran with it and they put together the special. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, there's there's a table read of Chuck on YouTube right now where they got the whole cast together just to do a table read of one of the episodes of Chuck. And it's it's awesome, but it's not quite like this. It's just people sitting around with their different tables reading scripts where well, this Parks and, I, and Rec episode was Parks and Rec. It was well, a I just love show. it. They, they, they brought in so, some of the like lesser, you know, the side characters like Purd. I was like, yeah. you got Purd! Purd happily. <laughs> yeah, Purd. I'm so happy to see Purd happily. Oh. <laughs> All right. And the drunken, well, and that drunken lady, the drunken uh, newscaster <laughs> who with her dolls. Has been, who has been on Fear the Walking Dead, by the way. Oh really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, she's very good on that show. Anyway, all right. Let's let's take our break. After these messages, we'll be right, right back. 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 Holy shit! You guys suck. <laughs> Absurd. <laughs> and now, a special message from Dave at Doctor Volts. Dave and the Dr. Volts crew would like to thank everyone for their continued support through these difficult times. Dr. Volts Comics is committed to continuing to serve our beloved community. Dr. Volts intends to remain open for our customers, and we're offering curbside pickup. We can even send you your comics in the mail. Call us for details. We are temporarily closed on Sunday so we can keep everything clean and organized. We are strictly following the state's guidelines for social gatherings, so we ask our dedicated customers to help us comply so that we can remain open. Though new monthly titles have slowed down, the Dr. Volt's crew has been hard at work preparing our extensive inventory of back issues for sale. All of this hard work is so that we can bring you New For You Wednesdays. New For You Wednesdays are the opportunity to pick up that storyline everyone keeps recommending or fill in those missing pieces for your collection. Every New For You Wednesday, we'll be putting out new back issues for sales. And if you can't make it on Wednesday, no problem. Until further notice, back issues will be 20% off every day. So wash your hands, be safe, and read comics. Hold service is free, and with that you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City, it's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay. 
Uh, let's see what we got in the news here. Um, oh, okay. Um, I want to talk about Batwoman. <laughs> Do it. I know, I know, I know. The TV show? Uh, the TV show, yes. Um, Raise your hand I've been if, watch- you're, if you're watching. Huh? I, I'm the only one, I think, watching. Yep. I think any any of these DC shows, right? Yeah, I, just, I'm really behind. Uh, they, I'm not um, excited to watch them this season for some reason. After uh, after Crisis, yeah. I'm just like, eh. that's kind of what it's happened to CW, me. It's CW though. It's CW yeah. because Greg Berlanti is the executive producer of all of the DC Universe shows, right? And they're all good. And then you watch Riverdale, which is entertaining for its own reasons. It's the same fucking formula. It's like if you don't do a soap opera, they can't do it. And yeah. so hmm. there's your flash. Well, it's just, it's just this season, I've just not been... It, I mean, usually the flash you can count on. Uh, yeah. Usually it's like, oh, I'll watch that first. Uh, but I haven't been interested. Even even in Legends of Tomorrow, with more John Constantine content, I'm still... Yeah, I can get to it when I get to it, you know? Same, same. But, uh, but I have been watching Batwoman. And um, because I really want to really support it. And Ruby Rose is getting better in the in the role, but here's the thing that this show, it ain't for kids. I'm telling you, it is it has got some disturbing shit going on. I mean, we find out that uh, Batwoman's mother's head was in a refrigerator for 20 years, <laughs> and they showed it. Wild, <laughs> you know. Wild. I mean, the, the, some of the stuff they're doing on there is just it's it's not it's not like the Flash at all. You know, where the yeah. Flash is happy-go-lucky. This is this is oh. some. I mean, well, that's where I, that's where I keep my heads too. Mm-hmm. But they did something, and if you haven't watched it, well, if you haven't been watching it, this is not a big deal. This it, it was just a one-line thing that happened in this episode a week or so ago. So in the show, uh, Batwoman has disappeared because uh, Kate is feeling guilty, too guilty to wear the mask because she murdered a guy. Uh, who tortured and drove her sister crazy and decapitated her mother. So she killed that guy. All right. So she's feeling guilty. (laughs) She's she's feeling guilty about taking a life. And, you know, because she, you know, she knows Bruce wouldn't do that. So there's a part in the show when Lucius Fox's son, Lucius is dead in the show, uh, corners his father's murderer and prepares to kill him. Uh, Kate attempts to talk him out of it. Okay, finally confessing to the murder that she committed. And that's enough to give Luke pause, and they don't kill the guy. Well, he, you know, Luke, Luke doesn't kill the guy because of the Batman's no murder code. Mm. But then afterward, Luke, Luke asks her, he says, you know, I, I, I understand you doing that and everything, but you know, the, uh, the no murder code, we're a little iffy on it. Luke asks her if she ever wonders... If she ever wonders why no one's heard from the Joker in five years. What? And Are then you he serious? Coo- and then he coolly says, he isn't in Arkham. And then... And then His head's in, in the refrigerator. And then just in case whether uh, Batman broke his own code, Luke goes on to say, both you and, both you and Bruce stared into the abyss. What? What? So... Actually, and I'm surprised wow. that I'm surprised that Geek Twitter hasn't lost their mind. Maybe they're just not watching the show. I'm That's surprised they haven't lost. Maybe they just didn't understand. <laughs> How more obvious can you be? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I mean, he's on vacation. <laughs> Extended so, vacation. So there, In there you go. Um, I'm hoping that the Joker's head is. That's crazy. Somewhere. 
in the in the bat fridge. So in the bat fridge. So they're basically basically saying without saying, Batman killed Joker, and that drove him to yeah. decide he can't be Batman anymore, and that's why he's been gone. And for maybe five that's years. why he's not. That would explain Crazy. it to to me is that he killed to kill Joker and couldn't take it. You know and what? He's they still a good guy, Batman though. Per- yeah, he's still a good person. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> person. Yeah. That's the shit I'm trying to say. He's still positivity. a good person. That's we right. need some positivity in Gotham City. That's right. <laughs> Gotham City. City of All positivity. Right. Positivity City. That's yeah. a Prince song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see. Who also uh, let, did Bat huh? Dance. He also <laughs> did Bat Dance. That's true. That's true. It's still good. Uh, let's see. There is uh, a new Hellraiser series. If you yeah. want it. I like that. Oh, uh, is that like HBO or TV. something? It's, uh, it's from uh, David Gordon Green. Yeah, HBO sealed a deal. So that should be interesting. Uh, to develop a series with David Gordon Green from Halloween. Uh, on board to helm the pilot, several more initial episodes is Mark Verheiden from uh, Daredevil and Michael Doherty from Godzilla, King of the Monsters, writing the scripts. Uh, says the series will be an elevated continuation and expansion of the well-established Hellraiser mythology. It is by no means a remake, but rather assumes the past mythology to be a given. So that mm. leads me to believe that Pinhead will be... He's got to show up. He's got to show up, which means they got to recast him. Because I think the guy who played Pinhead died, didn't he? If not, he's very old. old. I know that. Yeah. No mention of whether Clive. Hmm. Go ahead. I just wonder if they're bringing the CD Cenobite back from (laughs) Hellraiser. Because, you know, he was the best. He had CDs. (laughs) He had. Remind me, which. What what was he? They went. They went to a nightclub. I think it was Hellraiser 3. Could have been 4. Might have been 8. I don't know. But they went to a nightclub, <laughs> and the DJ got cenobited. And then when he came out of the nightclub, he had CDs. Evil like, CDs. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> did they, like, they, he threw them or shot them or something? Yeah, and I think they got that idea from Dolph Lundgren's I Come in Peace. <laughs> like, evil? Wait, Are you sure? So- Are you sure they didn't get the idea from Three Ninjas when he throws yeah. the CDs at the home invaders? Oh, you meant compact disc. I thought you was talking about, like, CDs nuts. I was just like, what? <laughs> no, I was talking about certificates hey, of deposit, Jay. That's what I, was- I thought you were talking about closing disclosures. That's a real estate reference. <laughs> I didn't know CD like, had so many uh, meanings. Yeah, because I was like, she, she wants some free CDs. That's it. CDs nuts. That, that's like a song. <laughs> No, if there, um, was a, if there was a Cenobite that started walking around handing out high-yield certificates of deposit, they're no longer evil. <laughs> uh, let's see. It, it, it doesn't say that it has anything to do with the uh, David Goyer-produced Hellraiser movie reboot that's in the works. So I, I think this could be confusing. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to give and, and not do one of their projects. I think. They're yeah. pulling a DC. One of yep, them's Hellraiser. <laughs> That's it. It'll it'll be available on ABC. Hackraiser. Yeah. ABC Heck- Family coming to you this fall. Hackraiser. Starring, <laughs> starring Ty Burrell. <laughs> Ty Burrell. <laughs> hey kids, I got some chains stuck in my tush. <laughs> we have such wonderful X. things to show you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this Gruyere right. cheese. It's tasty. Yes. Uh, there is a, a new uh, Hulu animated series coming in June, June 12th, from uh, the Robot Chicken people. 
Oh, I saw the preview for this. What in Did the you? world are we it's, in for? It's called... <laughs> Okay, it's it's a medieval show, so it takes place like a Game of Thrones type of a universe with knights and castles and dragons and all that stuff. And it's called Crossing Swords. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, is that on ABC <laughs> Family, too? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it'll, it'll be on Hulu June 12th. Um, it's about a young squire who's disillusioned to realize that his kingdom is ruled by a bunch of oversexed maniacs. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can see the trailer. It's online right now. It introduces us to Patrick, played by Nicholas Holt, as he is just setting out to achieve his dream of serving the kingdom as a member of the Royal Guard. Though the kingdom's elites have no qualms about treating their subjects as tools of war and conquest, they're also quite into seeing them as disposable sex objects. Uh, beyond that, though, the ruling class appears to be stacked with nothing but raging alcoholics and ang with anger issues who, if left to their own devices, could easily squander all of their wealth while wasting time trying to get their respective jollies off. It's instead of action figures, you know, because Robot Chicken <laughs> used action figures, they're using what looks like those Fisher-Price play people. Yeah, that's why it's so crazy. Like play so mobile? They, uh -huh. No, not even that. No, it's, no they don't. They're like the little they, pegs. They're yeah. like pegs. They don't have legs, uh, but pegs they have with heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jay, look at the space between my finger and my thumb and imagine a Fisher Price little person. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I saw. I was just like, what? Like. Yeah. You can you can see the trailer online. It's called Crossing is, Swords. You got Nicholas different. Holt, Adam Ray, Tara Strong, Tony Hale is there, Luke Evans, Seth Green, uh, Adam Pally. Rebecca, Yvette I mean, Nicole they Brown. Have, they have a cast uh, for sure. Breckenmeyer, Wendy McLevin, Covey. It's, it's a great cast, but uh, it'll it'll be something that you can watch in your time of pandemic coming up. I mean, up. if if you thought watching Harley Quinn and how bloody and weird that show gets being a cartoon, okay. I think this one's going to really throw you for a loop. Okay. What's that? What's what that's, those are the, that's what those they are the look play like. people there. They look those like are, wooden oh. versions of those. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's see. And uh, AMC is refusing to play Universal films. Oh, my. Wow, wow, uh, when, wow. When the movies come back. They uh, did too good. Regal. That's what they're saying. Regal, Regal jumped in on it, too, yeah. yeah. Regal has jumped in with it as well. So AMC and Regal Theaters say they're not going to play. But you know they're going to blink. They have to. That's like, that's like being a butcher shop and saying, we're not serving meat anymore. Well, and you got the Fast and the Furious movies coming down. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but do you, do you think movie theaters are going to be a thing? Do you think? Oh, I guarantee they are. Uh, do you think? Be. I think that you, people will still once you know once everything gets under control, people are still going to want to go and see a big old crazy Fast and the Furious on a you know on a so giant screen with seat rumbling uh, bass. You know, I and actually read do. i I watched a really do. good video about this about the potential death of the movie theater and. Uh, what movie theaters need to do is lean into that like stadium like experience exactly. because you know when the Russo brothers did their Endgame rewatch right and everybody was tweeting out their reactions and how everyone is just so into it and like it's such a loud experience like movies didn't used to be mm -hmm. that's like the projected that's what movie theaters have to do now to survive is they have to lean into this like events and, it has to be yeah. an experience you know? well an experience. i mean exactly what i think when i think about when i go to the well and this before the world went crazy 
uh, that's the reason I would go to the movie theater is for these big event movies for Endgame yeah. and things like that. I, 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 my little independent films, my art films that I love, I, I wait for them to be available so I can watch same. them here. I'm pretty much the same way with things like most comedies and stuff like that because. Uh, yeah, I same, don't... same with me. Lee? See, and it, yeah. it depends, yeah. <laughs> Lee has his hand sorry, up. Sorry, sorry, Lee. <laughs> uh, this isn't the end of COVID. It's coming back this fall, bigger and better Trust than me. ever. Oh, right and before the election. No, I mean it's it's not going to be one of those things that they're they're not going to have theaters up and running to a point where they're going to be making any kind of profit before this shit happens again. I was and, I was talking like post vaccine theaters. Okay, well you so know we're dealing with an, we're dealing with an administration that sent COVID tainted swabs out for COVID testing. I don't have any faith in a vaccine actually being a viable thing for at least a year. So yeah. can the motion and picture industry actually survive, or are they going to have to do what Universal just did with Trolls, where they released it? People bought it. They didn't even buy it. Oh. They rented it for twenty bucks a pop. They don't get it was to keep huge. It. They made it more money. Huge. They made more money in a week with Trolls Two on that mm-hmm. on that uh, structure than they did with Trolls One in theaters right. altogether. So Hell, even say, I did. Even I did. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, who's to say Marvel isn't going to look at that and say, okay, we've got Black (laughs) Widow just sitting there doing nothing. Let's release it for 20 bucks. So I watched another very informative video about why why they think Disney is not going to release Black Widow direct to digital because it plays a larger uh, story in the grand MCU thing. And so that's why they can't just release it to digital because it is part of that experience Mm. that I was talking about. Mm. And also, I I read that uh, studios get a bigger cut. Uh, they get more money when they release it digitally. Yeah, they did. They got like eighty yeah. percent of the profit instead. Yeah, of like oh yeah, because they don't have to pay. Yeah, like they that. don't have to split it with the theaters. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I want to see Black Widow in a theater with all you guys yeah. around me. I, I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent, and I think, um, I think what I said still stands. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hybrid model. I think moving forward. Yeah. I mean, things like. Think about Trolls Two was a perfect example because it's a uh, a family kids movie, and who's going to choose spending thirty five dollars plus concessions and the hassle of taking your kids to the theater versus twenty dollars in your home? That's true. That's a no brainer for anyone with more than like two kids. So that's true. I'm really interested to see how Scoob is going to do. That'll be another really good uh, way to Mm -hmm. test the waters. I'm going to buy that one for sure. Yeah, uh, it looks I'm so only cute. I'm only acting this way because like my industry, the healthcare industry, has completely transformed overnight. In two months, sure. we went from oh, we went not from mine. direct care. Well, no, because <laughs> but I mean, we had to look at it like we had uh, we had Medicaid and some of the other insurance agencies. They wouldn't allow us to do telehealth, and now all of a sudden, telehealth is it. That's all we're doing. Right. And unless we have clients and- that are in crisis or we have to see them face to face for some reason. It's all telehealth, and that happened literally in two months. So, I, I, I agree I just, with. I think I agree with you, Lee. But I, I think I think it's going to be a hybrid. I think we're still going to have Fast and the Furious in the theaters, but I think there's definitely going to be a much bigger market for video on demand at your house. But are there enough Fast and the Furious movies coming out? Are there movie theaters are not doing well to begin with? Are there enough of these big stadium movies coming out that they That's can go? That's a good question. That's a this good is going to keep Cinemark going, right? Yeah. Just serve bleach as 
refreshments and disinfectant. That that hey, that'd be I good. A, can, I get every, a, can I get a shot of bleach in my Mr. Pib, please? Yeah, I need to dose up for the day. Well, yeah. here's here's a here's a project that you won't be seeing on the big screen. This is coming to HBO Max. Uh, Sony Pictures has bought an American pickle. <laughs> this is just uh, Rick and Morty. I was going to no. say, wait a minute. Sh Shannon, you'll love this because it's Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, story, the story concerns Herschel Greenbaum, Rogen, a struggling laborer who immigrates to America in 1920, but accidentally falls into a vat of pickles and is brined for a hundred years. No, no. The this brine, is completely the, plausible. The brine preserves him perfectly, yep. and when he emerges in present-day Brooklyn, he finds that he hasn't aged a day. This is in Zeno Man? When he seeks yeah. out his family, Greenbaum is troubled to learn his only surviving relative is his great-grandson, Ben Greenbaum, also played by Seth Rogen. Um, <laughs> Double, <laughs> dose. Double dose. A mild-mannered <laughs> computer coder whom Herschel can't even begin to understand. This is like oh. reverse Futurama meets I was gonna say, Man. Yeah, yeah, this, is, yeah, this yeah. is Futurama, this is Encino Man, this is uh, Idiocracy to a lesser Please. extent. It's know. an American well, pickle. Oh, right. At least he's, <laughs> at least he's taking a, uh, a, making a stupid movie and he's not taking one of my favorite things and making it stupid. <laughs> well, there you go. If I was pickled for a hundred years, I'd probably just sit there and lick my arms for a while. I tried to eat myself. Because I would say yum. nothing but pickle puns. What's the dill? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Cucumber uh. slumber, baby. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, That's also quite the you cooked up. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, not just pickles. I see you're pickling. But this not is just, not yeah. kosher. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry I brought it up. So <laughs> computer... <laughs> computer Computer coding is your bread and butter. <laughs> would you like? If he goes to the grocery store. He's like, would you like paper or or Vlasic? Oh, Vlasic. No? Hey, Jay. This is this bit's canceled. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate you guys. Right. <laughs> After these, these messages, messages, we'll be, we'll be right, right back. back. Yeah, we deserve a break on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling cooped up at home. Are you not entertained? For the best selection of board games, magic, Dungeons and Dragons, figurine painting sets, puzzles, and more, Haster has it. Our friends at Haster Games are staying open and offering curbside service. Or you can also go into the store. While you're spending more time at home, Haster has hundreds of great family games, two-player games, and solo games in stock. Now with curbside service, you can go to hastergames.com to shop and buy your games, and then just call them when you get to the store, and someone will bring it out to your vehicle. Safe and convenient. Haster has open board gaming all the time, so you can demo any one of the games from their 300 games library before you buy. Haster Games is locally owned and operated. They're located at 6831 South States. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. Haster Games, we're all in this together. I'm JD. And I'm Peterson. And we're two-thirds of the 3-Bit Gamer Show. Don't worry about the other third. Yeah, seriously, don't ask questions. 
Just listen to the 3-Bit Gamer Show for games, laughs, and Fred Durst? Find the 3-Bit Gamer Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we are back. Okay. Yeah. Let's... It is, uh, somebody brought up earlier, it is the one-year anniversary of Endgame. It is also the it is also the two year anniversary of uh, Infinity War because they were released at the beginning of May like mm-hmm. like Marvel does with their comic book movies and uh, because of the quarantines uh, there have been watch parties that have been happening and a couple of the uh, writers and uh, the Russo brothers uh, took to social media for two nights of quarantine watch parties and here is some of the tidbits that I found that they. You know, let you on about uh, about the, the things that didn't happen or could have happened in the show, or and confirming things you may have suspected. Uh, the Nova Corps, uh, an early draft of Marcus and McFeely's Infinity War script, had Thanos attacking Xandar and retrieving the Power Stone from the Nova Corps' vaults. Uh, Nova, Richard Ryder, would have been then the one who crash landed to Earth instead of Hulk to proclaim Thanos is coming. Oh, that would have been kind of that been cool. Yeah, that all you know. So that all happened off screen. The attack of uh, Xandar. Mm. Uh, so, and then they rewrote it to be to be Hulk. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, some other things. Uh, James Gunn uh, shared in his uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two watch party last week that the uh, Guardians initially had a much smaller role in Infinity War, except for Nebula and Gamora. According to Christopher Marcus, but as the script came together, the rest of the team became more involved in the story. Gunn was consulted on the direction of the characters, even recommending the use of the spinner's rubber band man, because if you got James Gunn's phone number, you call him and ask him what songs should we use uh, for their intro. Uh, McFeely noted how much fun it was to play with Gunn's toys and revealed uh, that the scene which the Guardians meet Thor could have gone on for 20 minutes. There was so much left on the cutting room floor. Wow. And uh, when it, So it was when, already a bit much. <laughs> and when it came to Gamora's death, it was Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige who told Gunn about it. Gunn has said that he was consulted beforehand and the character's death does not interfere with his plans for Volume 3. Mm. So take from that what you will. Okay. Uh, let's see. McFeely revealed that there were several other versions of Iron Man and Spider-Man's rescue of Doctor Strange uh, from Ebony Maw. Uh, One version had Tony sending his nano suit to Doctor Strange, which would have resulted in an iron Doctor Strange suit with the Eye of Agamotto at the center of his chest piece. That would have looked cool. Rather than the arc reactor. Everyone, everyone likes this idea, but Rebecca. I don't even like it. It's just—it sounds like a too much of a There's flex. There's already too much dick measuring in these movies. Like, let's you. not do any more. But yeah. it would have been the fin- the final answer, Doctor Strange, biggest the- dick. Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. That's what we got from this. He's got science and magic. Oh, yeah, so he's Thor. Okay. No, Thor's just science. It's just very advanced science. No, where he comes from, they're one and the same. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the same thing. Pshaw. Uh, let's see. Now let's move on to uh, that's Infinity War. <laughs> let's, that's Infinity War. Let's move into Endgame. Um, 
on whether or not Carol Danvers ever had a larger role in Endgame, because that's been brought up. McFeely said that her role was always the size it is. The goal for Endgame was always to highlight the original Avengers as we said goodbye. Uh, newer characters generally took smaller roles as a result. So that yep, question was answered. Not her movie was not. Yeah, her exactly. Movie. It make it makes sense to me. Everyone's wondering why I'm like, it's because we can get rid of the other six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> phase them out. Get them out. Yeah, phase them out. Yeah, that was a good it, way to pass me, the torch. Yeah, I thought a, so. Yeah. Yeah, bring me the super super. The super white girl and the, and, the, and the black guy that throws the shield. It's, it's all, yeah, I'm with the shit. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the Russos revealed they always have wanted to do a dystopian scene because they loved the 1968 Planet of the Apes growing up. And uh, so Scott Lang's reemergence from the quantum realm provided them with the perfect opportunity to do that and to tap into uh, Rudd's inherent everyman quality to s- sell this new and unfamiliar scene post-snap. You know, San Francisco. Yeah, that was a really cool scene. I thought the way they revealed it was really good. And he was the perfect vehicle because he mm-hmm. was us, you know. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd in uh, the Parks and Rec Parks special. And Rec. Oh, <laughs> such a good open. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm at my <laughs> Fox farm. Uh, let's well, see. I haven't been Fox, watching the huh? news. Is something going on? Yeah. It's Fox hunting farm. I also but do want to. They're fast, man. You get right up to them and they just run away. <laughs> I do really, really, really want a Nope 2012 windbreaker. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Nope, 2020. Uh, let's see. Chris Hemsworth's Fat Thor prosthetics weighed 70 pounds. Oh. Uh, the, uh, the actor had back problems by the end of the shoot. But That's killer crazy. abs. He, looks, he looked clean as hell in extraction, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In an, er- in an earlier draft of the script, uh, it saw Iron Man and Thor traveling to Asgard to collect the reality and space stones. Uh, Tony would have warned... The Invisible Stealth Suit, uh, which Ooh. is described in, uh, in the comic book back in 81. Yeah. And he would have fought Hemdall. Uh, McFeely noted He's that... He's going to uh, fight Idris Elba? Yeah. Uh, McFeely noted oh. that while the, while the oh. idea of that scene oh. was cool, it was not emotional, which makes sense given that Tony had no emotional connection I don't need no emo- I don't need no emotions for this. <laughs> that would have been such a good fight. That would have. Wait. Yes, yes, uh, Jay. What? I'm Jay? sorry, I... Why is it an invisible stealth suit? That's that is it. That it's a little it's the too same word. It's a it's little the too same Deus word. <laughs> Ooh, it is. It is a. It is a double. Oh, uh, okay. Double. That's word like Iron what, Steel Man. What's like an invisible, <laughs> not stealth suit? I think the word exactly. invisible was just to help describe. Yeah, it was. It was, it was descriptive. It's, yeah. The the name of the suit itself is just stealth suit. Yeah, the and Ion then, invisible is not capitalized. But we dumb dumb. Do you know what the there, word there stealth meant? No, some of us. No, we're dum dums. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, screenwriters revealed it was their intention to have Steve Rogers meet Red Skull on Vormir, but Could you uh, but it never made sense story wise for him to be there. There was also an original plan to have Nebula wield the Infinity Gauntlet as she has done in the comics, but Ooh. the screenwriters felt it took away from the weight of Tony inevitably putting it on and sacrificing himself. Uh, okay, so there's yeah. that. Uh, according to, uh, oh, here's the one that, well, let me save this one. Let me move on to another one. Uh, Robert Downey shared an anecdote in which he talked about director Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, who revealed that when he saw Avengers Endgame, he recorded fan reactions in the theater 
to remind him of the power of cinema and its unifying aspect. Mm. Paul Thomas Anderson. I miss is that. A, he is a fanboy. And then finally this. The question is, was Steve Rogers always worthy to pick up the hammer? Better believe yeah. it. Yeah. I thought they talked about this like forever ago. No. According to Marcus, right, Steve Rogers was not worthy to lift Molnir in Age of Ultron. He was not faking it. He was not worthy. Because he still had the secret of Tony's parents on his conscience. Ooh. And with that result, by the end of the third act, Endgame, Captain America is finally worthy to wield its power. So he Wait, wasn't he wasn't tricking people. He was genuinely surprised he could pick up the hammer. But did Steve oh. Steve didn't know about Tony's parents in Age of Ultron, did he? Yeah. Yeah, that was like the the last scene in the movie. Yeah. Was uh, that that yes. put the final divider between Iron Man and Cap? Mm-hmm. I guess I don't remember that. That was, was the invisible sim- stealth divider. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> there's only there's only one solution. I'm gonna have to go back and watch them all. Yeah, oh, let's do it. Man. I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of we it. We should do like a geek show, like rewatch party. Like I'm down. Hop on, hop on the twitters or discords or whatever and. I don't know how Discord works. Every time I, I use either. it, I end up looking at porn. But, uh, I that's don't know. I don't Sounds know like it how works you, fine. I don't know how you'd be able to do that in Discord. That is amazing because it's mm. not really a, a vehicle for anything like well, that. It's like well, it's like something that you do on Patreon. Like it's a Patreon thing, right? Like some Patreons have Discord servers. No, 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 no. Pa- uh, dis- <laughs> like, dis- no. Discord is just a. Uh, a, a way for you to talk to each other and and chat with each other when you're playing yeah. games. No, it's, and it's, and it's just the, like for fun. It's like Skype for video games, basically. Oh, I remember Skype. Tony, I'm going <laughs> tell you. Go ahead and look it up. Look it up. I remember. Know. <laughs> All right. who, who the fuck it's uses like, Skype okay. these days? I mean, we're, Who's we're, Skyping now? It's... <laughs> so it, it was created to solve the problem of, hey, let's all play, you know, like uh, Counter-Strike together, but we want to we want to chat. So yeah, dis- you could. So Discord was made so you can chat with each other while you play games. Yeah, but yeah, like, I I know for a fact there are Patreons out there that are like, hey, if you join our Patreon, you'll have access to our Discord server, and right. it's just like a big chat room. Right, it's a chat room. Mm. It's, yeah. That, so well, what I'm look, saying is, well, like, let's do it. a watch Make along. Yeah, let's do it like a Patreon watch along. Hop on our Discord server, and, and everyone participates. We have to make a Discord well, server. Well, then. Yeah. 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 Look into it and make it happen. All right. Uh, let's <laughs> make it my something, Discord uh, wand. <laughs> make it happen. Uh, let's. Uh, you got any uh, anything else? Anybody watching anything that they want to recommend to folks? Extraction. That shit was cool. <laughs> I want to watch. Tell that. us about um, Extraction. All right, man. So check this shit out. I'm no movie critic, but I was just like, babe, you want to watch a movie? And I was like, yeah. And she, and she she said yeah. And then I was like, all right, cool. And then we saw Chris Hemsworth. And he's got the sunglasses on. He's like, and I, you know, he's overseas. I don't know where. I don't want to tell you. Well, he's in India. Okay. And so he's he's he plays an extraction retrieval specialist. And so there's this kid being taken hostage. So they're like, yo, get him back. And he's like, all right, cool. And so then he like just goes <laughs> up, like starts shooting people up. The cinematography's crazy. You know how like in Atomic Blonde they did like the fight choreography on the stairs where it was all like yeah. one shot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, it was like yeah. that. So, and this uh, this film was directed by st- uh, stunt coordinators and stuff. And so, it's so the fight scenes would look really shit. Russo brothers, Hemsworth, Stratcher, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I finally, uh, <laughs> wa- I finally started watching. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, what's his name? I, I can never say his name right. Takia Kapakawatekwati. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Uh, the Hunt for the uh, Wild People or whatever. Oh, The Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah. That's a that's sweet a, one. That's really nice. Yo, check it out. It's got that <laughs> fat kid from... It's got that Deadpool guy from. Two. It's got that guy from Jurassic Park. It's got that motherfucker from uh, Jurassic Park. Hey, yo, check it. This kid, he's in foster care. Yo, and he drives up to this farmhouse, man. And then, <laughs> then they go to the woods, and there's a pig. There's a pig. Okay. No, it's really, a... it's really sweet, and it's like, it's just, he's got such a great style, and it also, it, it's just, it, it's just good. When it's did he just... make that movie? Oh, 2016, uh, 2015? Yeah. I think he, um, I think he used his uh, Flight of the Concords uh, money to make that. Can you, can you imagine, can you imagine his dorm room with Jemaine Clements? Oh wow! That would have been bonkers. Yeah, they they were roommates. I mean, they they started their comedy troupe before Concord. Mm, Yeah. So uh, he's he's got a lot of really good heartfelt movies. Um, One of my favorites, I can't remember. It's like Shark versus Eagle or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's about a girl who dares date like the world's best shitty video game player. At least that's what (laughs) Jermaine Clements thinks he is. Yeah, Eagle versus Shark in two thousand seven. Just awesome movie. and just springing board, uh, uh, spring morning off that, the new season of uh, What We Do, what in, we the do in the Shadows. Dude, I only made Thank it through the first episode me. because I was laughing too hard. I had, to, was, I had uh, to put a spacer. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great. I'm, I'm caught up. It, it's been great. It's so I funny. I haven't watched the newest one, but. I was so oh happy. Haley I was so Joel happy. Osment. to yeah. oh. Oh, he was Holy so shit. good in the first episode. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy to see Nadja's little buddy come back in the last episode. Oh, the, the doll? <laughs> and that goddamn Super Bowl party. I'm like, yeah. It's going to see the superb owl. <laughs> when will the superb owl the, uh, come the guy out? Who played, uh, the guy who played um, whose house it was, you know, the uh, guy with the hat on that they have fun with. I'm not going to say what they do to him. Uh, but uh, he is... Uh, he had his own show on Comedy Central called The President Show. He does a damn good Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Tony, Tony Atamanik, I think is his name. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Lee, what, what are you uh, paying attention to these days? You know, other than uh, Clone Wars, which seriously, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's some of the best Star Wars ever recorded. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows has been fantastic. And um, I just finished up Doom Patrol. I'm about to dive into Swamp Thing. And seriously, DC Universe, that's the model that your off-kilter superhero stuff needs to be following. Because it's oh, all yeah. good. So, so Harley, good. The, the Harley Quinn cartoon. Oh, all, so all good. Of the live, all of the live-action Berlanti stuff that's been on C, uh, DC. It's, it's great. And God, keep going. Because that's really, what we need. I'm really hoping. Lee, that- are you caught up on Harley Quinn? I haven't even started the second season yet because uh, Frost. Like, I'm with you though. It's Jay, so good. It's so good. I'm really hoping <laughs> that as they cross over onto HBO Max and move some of that stuff like 
cross promote it on there that it'll get more eyeballs and, and get more traction too. They just need yeah. to move the platform over to HBO Max, I think. Well, they I mean, can do I, that. I would agree with that, except for I don't want to pay two subscriptions so I can get my DC comics and my DC shows. Fold them together, keep doing it, just make it part of the HBO Max thing. Oh, they yeah. Can, well, they've got the, the money. If that's the case, I'd support it 100%. All right. Rebecca, besides Harley Quinn, what are you uh, recommending? <laughs> um, underwater. Uh, was one of those movies that I was really looking forward to seeing in the theater before all of this. Um, it's got Kristen Stewart in it, um, and it's uh, uh, it's one of those horror movies that takes place kind of in real time, and it's underwater, so it's extra like extra stressful. Um, it's fun. Like I haven't watched a horror movie in a while, uh, and so this was just like a fun reminder of like, oh yeah, oh I I enjoy this stressed out feeling, so. <laughs> Is it, it supernatural it, yeah. or is it is it like? Uh, it's not. It's underwater. It's is it sharks in it? There's no sharks, but there's like you know we've only not we've not explored much of the ocean, right? So who knows what's down there? And this is you know part of Jimmy Hoffa. Who knows what's down there? <laughs> nah, he's and, inside one of the stadium concrete pillars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm it. watching. So you like that? What about what about Fantasy Island? Did did we review it Fa- properly? No, we didn't. So Fantasy Island, um, it's a Bloomhouse movie, so you kind of know what you're getting. Um, I I personally feel like Bloomhouse doesn't mess up ever. Um, it's so Fantasy Island. It's uh, it approaches it differently than I expected. It's kind of like anthology, and everyone has their own different fantasies that they get to live out. And Michael Pena's in charge, and uh, and then there's kind of like a dumb twist at the end, but like, as you're watching it, it's meh. I had fun. <laughs> if you like, you know, gory and like, just, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, like I told you guys earlier, it's like lost. So yeah. just like a scarier lost. What do you, where do you watch it? Uh, I rented it. I think. I, I, I was waiting for the rental yeah. price to come down. Cause it was, it was the full oh. boat last time I looked. Yeah. Wait, is yeah. it a is it a movie or a show? It's a, mo- it's it's a movie. movie. It came oh. out. It came okay. out on Valentine's Day. I see. Yeah. It's those Bloomhouse guys, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm glad that somebody else took a stab at Fantasy Island because last time around, uh, was it in the early 2000s? They they brought that spooky fucking British guy on as Mr. Rourke, and it was uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. It, it was uh, yeah Malcolm <laughs> McDowell. Oh, I love Malcolm mm-hmm. McDowell. He's awesome. Yeah. It that came creepy. up. That came up this week. That came up this week because we were talking about uh, the Munsters remake pilot, which was, which which was fantastic, I, was so good, which was amazing. Uh, it's called Mockingbird Lane. It's on YouTube. You can watch it, uh, Ooh, and I recommend the, that. There's a show I want to watch. It's on Netflix. It's a Ryan Murphy production called Hollywood, and it's all Ryan Murphy's people, but in like old timey Hollywood. Like I want to no. say the 30s. I'll watch 30s it. 30s or 40s. Yeah, and it. I've not read a good review of it, but it's a Ryan. Yeah! Murphy. <laughs> Woo! Like, it's a Ryan Murphy thing, so I'm like, ah, I'm probably gonna watch it. Oh, and it's. Uh, I've got one more recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you want to feel like really good about yourself, right? Like, you're, like you're a really great person. Oh, I don't uh, know. Uh, binge uh, too hot to handle. No. Netflix. Do you know how easy it is to not have sex? Like. So easy. <laughs> not for these assholes. Not, not for not these hot. Do you guys not know for what these this hot is? assholes. Oh yeah, where they like they, they like, take so money they go, away from you if you start fucking. Yeah, mm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like the, all these super hot, oversexed people. They take them to an island, and they're thinking, yeah, we're just going to fuck for a month, right? Be dope. And then they come on, and then this uh, thing comes on that says, "Every okay, you guys can win about $100,000 or something like that. But every time... Each? You, uh, no, I think there's like a Some last people. man. Yeah. I think there's a last right. man standing. Right. So, uh, but you can't kiss. Uh, if you kiss, masturbate, or fuck, you some of the money goes away. Someone oh, they, took that episode of Seinfeld and made it I was a reality say, yeah. show. And, they they um, even count jerking off, huh? Yeah. Wow. And it is something else. It is such beautiful trash. Can you soak? Uh, you know, yeah. I have a you know, um, Walt Disney and Harpo Marx had an island where it was an artist. <laughs> it was an artist retreat, and if you were a filmmaker or an artist and you wanted to come to the island, you could do that, but you couldn't fuck because that would inhibit the creative energies, according to Disney and Harpo Marx. And they had a <laughs> rusty spring mattress in the middle of the island that they called the Confessor, so everybody could hear you fucking because <laughs> it was the only what? thing big enough to fuck on. Oh, I'm dead serious. Sh- what about Shannon, the ground? Have you watched Shannon? Have you watched The Circle? I haven't. I think I might drive into you that. You have to. Next. You're going to like it. I think you'll like it. Tony, <laughs> what to... Uh, my, sorry. Go, uh, what, what have so, you got? So my recommendation is if you're... And if some you games? Want, yeah. Uh, no games this this week. There's nothing good coming out. Nothing of oh, note okay. anyway. All so, right. um, But I will recommend uh, Black Mesa on the PC. It's the remake of Half-Life 1. Really, really good. And you can usually find... I think it's only 20 bucks. Brand new. Black Table. And that, yeah, basically. Um, and then um, I've been I finished, I've started and finished pretty much in the last uh, week or two. Um, I am not okay with this on Netflix. Oh yeah, oh it's really good. Really like good, yeah. It yeah. was really good. It's only, it's only I, I think six that. episodes, but it's. I just it's, don't it's like really that good. actress, so I haven't started it. Oh no, it's it's really good, and uh, they end it in a way that you're like, I hope that we get a second season because. Here- Here's the thing, Rebecca. She's playing an unlikable character, yeah. a somewhat unlikable mm-hmm. character. On, on purpose. So, I do like so maybe, that. You know, so maybe that'll help. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like really that. enjoyed that one. It was really good, yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up and crawl away? <laughs> Scuttle back to our, to our corners. corners. Let's go pickle and, yeah, let's get in the pickle brine and, you know, see each other in a week, whatever. I've got a... I've got a scene from Too Hot to Handle here, if you want to. It is upon far time of mating. All right. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Jesus. <laughs> hmm. Never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on that note, Mr. B, if you would, please. Oh, man. I, I just can't wait until the strip clubs open up again because um, I miss my favorite dancer. Who's, Who's that? that? Oh, her name's Honey Baked Ham. 